Hello and welcome to this week's episode of You've Got Mail. My name is Bella and we're here for another week, which is very exciting, especially now my pins and needles have subsided because this is the third time I'm recording this intro because every single time I say something and I mess up and I get my tongue twisted, even though this never happens, I think you can tell that I'm just excited. Like, I'm really excited. I have so many things to share and so many things that I've done. It's just like, oh. There's so much to talk about because last week I left the podcast so late to record. I recorded it on Saturday. I never do that. I had to edit it after I'd been to the pub. That was very stressful. Very, very stressful. I woke up in the morning with the biggest anxiety of like, what did I put out? What, what did it, did it even go out? Because I have to like schedule it all and it's all very complicated. But anyway, guys, we're in T minus four days till Christmas. And I don't know how you guys do your Christmas presents, but it's kind of got to the point now where I just buy myself everything that I would like and give it to my mum to wrap and we just solve it like that because I just know exactly what I'd want and I have done well this year. I have really thought this year about what I want because this is the issue. When it comes to Christmas presents, I never think about what I want because I always hate, I hate online shopping with a passion. It's one of my worst activities. I get so bored. I get frustrated. They never have the thing that I want. Nothing ever fits right. This time I've been impulsive. I've been very impulsive. And do you know what I've used to mainly choose my purchases? TikTok. Not TikTok shop because that place scares me. I don't know how it's all so cheap and I just can't start. If I start shopping on there, I'll literally never be off it. I'm not at the moment and that's a whole issue in itself. But I saw this dress that this girl was wearing and I was like, I want it. I want it so badly. It looked incredible. Anyway, just remembered this from last night. I showed it to my sister. Do you know what she said? She said, it looks like a Shakespeare costume. A Shakespeare costume. Like, I'm sorry, that was not the vibe I was going for. Shakespearean theatre. Or is it thespian? I don't know what thespian means. Oh, I think thespian means, like, theatre. Theatre-goer. But anyway, that dress is going to be lovely. I've really gone for clothes and then I've got myself a couple of podcast things. I've, it was a bit rogue. I've never really done that before, but I kind of realised that everything's getting a bit bigger and my current setup is shocking. I'm literally sat where it all began. I'm sat next to my bedside table on the floor with you on my bedside table, as I just said. And it's like, I think I need to be doing more. I think I need to be doing... So, oh, someone just turned the heating on. If you can hear banging, I'm really sorry. It's the pipes, but the house is freezing. So this is a necessity. I've got myself a microphone, but like a little handheld one. So I don't know if this is going to be great or really annoying, but it's mainly for TikTok. So it's fine. Anyway, this week has been a busy week. Not as quiet as I thought it was going to be. Really quite busy, to be honest, but we move. Anyway, I had a lovely weekend. I ended up going out-out on Saturday. We went to the pub and then we went to the club and it was really, really fun. It was really nice to see where my boyfriend works and, like, to see his world over there, you know? I feel like I don't get to see it that often. I just hear about it. Oh, I just felt like a spider was on me. That was horrible. So that was really fun. And then I came back home and this has been such a nice break. Like, I don't think I realised how much I missed home. Sometimes I think I try to forget about how much I miss home because, like, I do really miss it. And I find that really hard to get my head around the fact that, like, I'm not here all the time and that's really tricky and it's just not that fun. So I don't think about how much I miss it. But when I do come home, it's so lovely. Like, you cannot underestimate how nice it is. It was just saw the most beautiful sunset tonight. And like, I saw my dog for the first time in ages and I suddenly realised she's eight years old. And don't get me started, I might cry. Eight years old. That's quite old. 
Is it? That feels quite old and I'm just a bit nervous. Anyway, we're not going down that route. It's Christmas. This is meant to be a festive episode. We're not talking about my dog. But coming home has been really nice. Working from home, I struggle with because I put no boundaries on myself and I just work really hard, really intensely all day. And that is an issue. I feel like one of the biggest ADHD... I don't know if this is just an ADHD or just a generic thing, but I... And this is in anything I do, especially when I was doing my dissertation... I didn't think I was being productive. Like, even though I am being productive, I feel like I need to overcompensate because I'm at home. Does that make sense? Even though I get all the work done, I'm doing all of my jobs and everything, because I'm at home, it does feel like I need to overcompensate. Like, I always do an hour or two extra because I feel like I need to, even though I've done the allotted hours and I've done everything I need to do. Like, when I had my dissertation to write, even though I'd done everything, I still felt like I needed to do more. It's definitely like a... It's just a situational thing. It's not... Because when I was in the library, I'd be like, yeah, no, I can leave now. So if you also have ADHD and... Or you're just struggling with your productivity, try to just start going to places where you just associate it with work. Even just having one place outside of your bedroom where you just do work that really helps because there's been so many studies about how bad it is to work in your bedroom which is where I always end up working because there's then no boundaries you're then not leaving to do anything and I can definitely understand like why that is the case but we're on to Friday it's the Friday before Christmas and I'm so excited because I'm come home my best friend has now agreed to our New Year's Eve plans I'm so excited. I can't explain how excited I am. New Year's this year is going to be the most incredible... Like, I am concerned that I'm making this out to be really great. And it's going to not exceed my expectations because my expectations are so high. You do not understand how high my expectations are. I'm expecting big things. I've got a new outfit. I've got this Holtenex silver top, which was a bit of a squeeze. I can't lie. It's not the stretchiest of material, but I'm going to make it work. It wasn't worth how much I paid for it. I paid £25. It's not worth that, but I don't have time to go and find some other ones. Also, I've got some white jeans coming to match with it, and I'm going to wear it with my new boots, because I went on a bit of a shopping spree last weekend, as you know. I don't know what's happened, really. I've just thought, treat yourself. You deserve it. Well, I've taken it a bit far now, and I need to really rein things in. I don't think there's anything that I want or need, and I just need to start saving money, because I wish it was like... There was like a, a advice for how much money you should have in your savings and how much you should save. Because I read this thing and it was like, you should have at least three months and five months of your life saved so that if anything happened, then you could sort yourself out. And I was like, I don't have that. I don't have five months of rent and five months of food and five months of existing in my bank. I have nowhere near that. So that's made me think I need to start saving a bit more money. Hmm which is fine. It's not an issue. It's just a boring realisation for next year. But January and February are such boring months. Nothing ever happens in them apart from my best friend's birthday. Sorry about that. I was just insulting your birthday month, but nothing else happens in it. Valentine's Day, but we'll just, I'll just make it cheap. Like I just won't do anything expensive for that. Just, you know, I just... Nothing happens in those two months, so I reckon I can really save. Because apparently I've spent less on Monzo this month. How embarrassing is this, though? I'm in the top 5% of little shoppers. That's how much money I spent. Do you know how much money you have to spend in little whilst also being away for a month of the year to be in the top 5%? That means in 11 months I've spent more than most people do in 12 months. I do love little, though. I don't know what it is. It's the fact that, like... 
I just feel like I have access to anything and I can treat myself to anything and I really need to not. But then also I was thinking, I don't really like... Some people go out every single weekend. I've realised maybe I am one of those people now though. When I say out, I mean clubbing and because I don't go clubbing every weekend, I just don't classify, like, I just don't think that I go out. But I do, I go to the pub, which is probably more expensive than a club. Therefore, I've just disproved everything I've just said, which is a little bit of an issue. But I'm really, I just think the pub's really fun. I love chatting, I've realised. I'm an absolute chatterbox. And I think we all know this, judged by the podcast, but we move. We move. Anyway, my plans for Christmas are today I am going to go see my boyfriend's family. Tomorrow, zero plans. For Christmas Eve, we're having cheese fondue, which is basically just melted cheese on bread. It's basically an elaborate cheese on toast, but we're having that. I'm really excited. Then on Christmas Day, For the first time in like three years, we're having it just my little family. So we'll do bar the Christmas presents in the morning. Then we have like, it's really weird. Like I didn't realise no one else does. Then we have a break. Then we like watch, um, then we like eat Christmas dinner, do that type of thing. And then we're not allowed to open the proper presents under the tree until after Christmas dinner. That is a no-go zone. And so we'll do that and then... We'll probably have some drinks, we'll chat, it will be lovely, and then, and then, we will, my boyfriend will come round and he will join in, and then on Boxing Day, big night out. Big night out, day drinking, it's going to be so much fun, I'm not at work until the second, I've got a full week off and I'm so excited, and I just feel like this is exactly what I need, this is exactly what I need, I've made it to the end, I'm so proud of myself, for 2023 has been a big year. I'm not going to do a whole we're talking about the entire year because that's what next week's episode is going to be on. I'm not going to do that this week, but it's really been a year and I've really done a lot of things. But anyway, onto the content part for this week's episode. And we were going to do a whole episode on festivities and Christmas. And I just didn't really know what to talk about for 10 minutes about Christmas festivities without just giving you the lowdown on how my family routine of Christmas goes. And I just thought that would be really boring. And so instead we're talking about coming home and friendships and revisiting your childhood bedroom because that's exactly what I'm doing now and I feel like it's something that so many of us are doing and I just want to talk about it. So onto the content part for this week's podcast and this time we are talking about revisiting your childhood home because it's something that I feel like a lot of us are doing at the moment because we're going back for Christmas and a lot of things are happening and it's just a really it's just a really weird experience because I'm sat in this room with these four walls and I'm thinking about how much I've been through in this one room. Like I look over there and that's where I got my GCSE results and I look over there and that's where I went through a breakup. And I think about all the different sleepovers I've had with people in this room and so many friends that have come to visit and so many people that aren't in my life anymore have stayed in this room. And I think when you do come home, it forces you to look at your life in a more long-term way. And I think that's what makes coming home such a kind of weird experience in a way is because when I'm in London, I think I'm very focused on the day to day. I'm very focused on the like the routine that I have and the immediate the immediate present. And although I do think about the past, I don't think about it that much. But when I come home, I'm reminded about so many little memories, so many tiny things that I'd forgotten. And you're reminded about how much time truly has passed, how much I have grown up, how many things have changed I'm thinking about like the way that I walk back home after a night out is the way that I used to walk to school when I was three and four. And I think about the running races that I used to do then and the way that I've changed as a person. And it just makes me very proud. 
it makes me very proud about how many things that we've all been through and how many things we've grown from because I think when I don't come home that often I often like put off coming home because it makes me feel really nostalgic and I find it really weird to think about the fact that I'm not going to be here long term ever again makes me feel a bit sick but I've realized I have just placed it on myself like I could come home for a bit if I wanted to but also I know deep down I don't really want to because when I do come home here it is truly revisiting my past and I put my present on hold and I think that's the weirdest kind of thing to get my head around is that when I want to come back here the present that I'm building for myself pauses and I do go back and it's like that one time always feels like it's paused and that can be really tricky can be really hard to get your head around the fact that this isn't ever going to be my normal because I feel like when you're at school you don't appreciate it you don't realize that it's not going to last forever because it's all you've ever known so it feels like it's going to go on and on and on and you can't imagine your life where you're not at home then all of a sudden you leave for university and it's not and I was talking to my dad about it and he was like in a way it's kind of sad because you're never going to experience that you're never going to have that floating period because I've always been doing something, I've always been driving towards something, I've always had something on my mind. That has always been the plan. And that can be hard as well, knowing that I'm never going to have that floating period, but also that I can have that floating period if I want to. I feel like I've decided that I'm not allowed to float, I've decided that I have to keep on going. And I think the best part about that floating period is you get to be bored and you get to work out what you really want to do. And so I think it's really important if you haven't had that floating period, if you constantly are just making yourself busy, which is one of my worst traits. Like I'm constantly busy and I'm constantly entertaining myself and I'm never allowing myself just to be bored. And I think that's one of the biggest things that the pandemic taught me was just to allow myself to be still because it's when I'm still that I have my best ideas. It's when I'm still that I allow myself to work out what I want to do, where I want to go, what truly makes me happy. Your brain is finally at its calmest that it's able to reevaluate everything that it knows and work out, is this really what I want? Is this truly what I want for future me? And I think... This is the other thing. This is the room where I spent lockdown. And that was, I'm not saying I'm grateful for it, but in a weird way, I'm grateful for the fact it it brought me a period of time that I got to spend with my family that I wouldn't have been able to spend before. And I wonder what my relationships with the people who are closest to me now would look like if that hadn't have happened, because I really got to spend quality time with the people that I really, really love. That... I hadn't been able to do that before because I'd always been so focused on my next achievement. I'd always been so focused on studying and getting the best grades that I could and working hard and working hard and balancing it all. I'd always pushed myself to the absolute limit that I'd never just been able to exist. I'd never been able just to see what happened. And I think that period gave me a moment where I was like, well, what am I going to do? What is going to happen? And I didn't know. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was going to happen. Like I, I, I had no plan. I just knew I was getting through uni, but even though I was getting through uni, it didn't feel like typical university because I was just on my own doing it. And I feel like removing myself from that situation allowed me to like view my life a lot more subjectively and work out, what do I want from all of this? Like really, 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 what do I want? And I think that coinciding with a breakup, coinciding with moving back from Leeds, all of these things just made me reevaluate everything. And I think that's a particularly big thing is when I come back to this room, I'm reminded how proud I am of myself. Because sometimes I question, like, have I grown? Have I really changed that much? Has that much happened? But then I come back to this room and I think about how much, like, how insecure that girl was and how shy she was and how much she was, didn't believe that she was good enough. 
and she didn't know what she was going to do and she didn't have a plan and now I think like I'm working in London and I'm living in London and I'm fully self-sufficient and I've created that life for myself and all my hard work has paid off and like I've created a good life for myself I have done that and I'm so proud of myself and you should be proud of yourself too because look what you've done look at the things you're achieving the things you could never have dreamed of achieving and if you're younger, if you're in that part where you're grafting right now, future you is going to be so proud. But one of the things I wish I'd remembered is like, you don't always have to be doing things for future you. And I think that's really something that I'm going to try and take forward with me. Because one of the big things that I'm reminded of when I come into this room is like, how much of my life I've spent prepping for the future, worrying about whether things were going to work out, focusing on the 50% of thing chance that it wouldn't work out when there was a 50% chance that it might and I was constantly trying to put things on my CV and the irony of it is is that like none of that is on my CV anymore none of it's there like I, I grew up and like it's it's not there anymore because things have replaced it and I just wish I hadn't spent so much time worrying about the future sometimes I just wish I'd been a little bit more present because I think when you are more present you don't always need to be doing the best thing for future you sometimes you do need to do a few things I'm not saying that but you don't always need to be doing that sometimes you are just allowed to focus on the now sometimes you are just allowed to exist and do the things that are making you happy you don't always have to sacrifice your present for future you and I think that was the tricky thing that I got into was sacrificing everything. Like I remember when I was 16, I volunteered at the Brownie Scouts for a year and a half so I could put it on my CV to get a job. That is nowhere near my CV now. No one will ever look at that ever again. That was a year and a half of my life, which not wasted because like it was nice and I learned good skills from it. But that was my big motivation for doing it, it was for the job. It wasn't because I really enjoyed it. And I think instead I should have just found something that I really enjoyed doing. I should have found a different way to give back because I think that's what I enjoyed. I enjoyed giving back and connecting with other people, but I didn't particularly enjoy that type of volunteering. And I think that is a big thing that I wish I'd learned sooner is knowing when this is something that you have to do for your future self and when it isn't, when you're making yourself believe that it's going to help and in reality it's not. Because sometimes it's not and sometimes you are just going to be pushing yourself to do things that you don't really need to do. So I think this Christmas when we're all, well, most of us potentially are going home and we're revisiting places that we haven't visited in a while and you're seeing people you haven't felt in a while it can feel really weird because I think the hardest thing that I get my head wrapped up around is the fact that in order to experience my past I have to pause my present and that's what it feels like when I'm coming back here it feels like my current present is on pause because I'm not able to carry on building the life that I was building before because I can't visit that when I'm here but it's just enjoying in this moment, like this snapshot of a previous lifetime that I had. And it is hard and it is weird to just not get really sentimental about it and just not overthink. And I think that's one of my biggest issues is like just overthinking something so much that I don't just soak it all in and enjoy it. Because that's what I need to be doing right now. Because these moments are so rare, like being with your family all at once doesn't happen that much anymore. And so I really need to take it all in. And if you're finding Christmas hard this year, then I am thinking of you. And my DMs are always open because I know Christmas isn't a time for everyone where everyone feels really happy, especially if you're grieving or if you're not with a loved one or if you're spending it on your own or for whatever the reason. It's not always easy going home. Not everyone has good relationships with their family. Not everyone wants to be there. Not everyone feels welcome. And it can be really hard. But I just wanted you to know that I'm proud of you and that you're doing really well. And it's been a big year and that you've achieved a lot. But we're going to come more on that to that next week. But anyway, on to the question part of this week's podcast.
So on to the question part for this week's podcast, and we're going to have a good selection. There's a quite a few, but I need to stick to it actually only being 10 minutes long this time, because last time I did not. And I've also realised I have not packed for anything, and I am meant to of. Like, I am meant to be packed right now, and I am not, but it's fine. It's okay. We're not going to stress about that. Okay, first question. How to be okay with making big life decisions and not knowing if it's for the best or worst? I think the thing is, you're never going to know if anything's for the best or worst. You're not. You just have to trust that it's going to make you happy in that moment. And I think as long as it makes you happy in that moment, and you know it's, like, not an immediately, like, a bad decision, like, you know, if, like, you're going on a night out when you have work the next day and you think it's going to make you happy right then, but you know it's not a good decision in the long run, like, do you know what I mean? That's not what I'm talking about. But on these big life decisions, you're never going to know if it's going to be the right thing forever. And sometimes the scary decisions aren't. And sometimes the things that are going to make your life really interesting and different and things that are going to make you really happy aren't always going to be the most logical, like, obvious decision. Because I think a lot of the things that we think we should do are the things that we can plan our life to. And they're a very controlled situation. Like, you might start a job that you think you should do. And the reason you think you should do it is because if you start that job, then you can plan out your life in accordance with it. And it can give you so much more of a sense of security. And that's what makes you feel like it's a good thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's actually a better thing. It just means that it makes you feel like you have more control over your life. And so I think you know in your gut feeling whether or not something is right or wrong. And if you truly don't know, pros and cons list. Pros and cons lists always help. Because sometimes you don't know. And sometimes you just have to make a decision, hope for the best, and realise that you can always change your decision. Your decision's not the be-all and end-all. It doesn't have to be everything. You are able to make these decisions and go back and try new things and your life is not going to go be a complete disaster if you don't manage to do it. And so try, it's so easily said than done, but like just try and do the things that are going to make you feel excited. Try not to think too much about whether or not it's going to make sense altogether because it can be a really all-consuming thing because the truth is you're never truly going to know. You're never really going to know how it's all going to work out. But I promise you, you can always make new decisions. Even if it doesn't work out, it will end up working out. Travel plans for next year. Literally, I don't have that many and it's really boring. I'm going to Croatia and I'm going skiing and I'm going to go... Where else? I don't know. I don't think I'll do like a big trip anywhere. Like I know how I went to Vietnam just this year. Got Basically, I don't think I'll go to Asia or I'd really like to go to South America because I've never, ever been. And I think I'd really like it. I don't know where. My sister went travelling around South America and had a great time. And so I'd really like to go there. But I just don't think yet. Like, I don't think next year's the year. I think maybe the year after will be the one where we do another big holiday. Because they are expensive. And I've got a lot, like, more things to pay for now. And so I think ultimately I'll do, like, another Europe city trip. And I think that'll be my best friend because we've never actually been away together. We've never done a big trip and I feel like it's definitely way time to do that because we've never done it and it'd be so much fun. And she has family in Amsterdam, so we might go there. But I feel like I haven't done a Europe trip in ages and so that would be really, really fun. Also, with my job, I can work abroad for four weeks of the year and so I'd really like to work in an Airbnb, maybe Spain or something, like over summer. Also, Greece. I love Greece. <sighs> has a special place in my heart so maybe there maybe Italy I don't know I also feel like I need to branch out I've already been to both of those places quite a few times and so I need to try somewhere else but 
the final question, because I am sorry, I don't have time to do everything today because I might be a little bit late. I really have not ready in the slightest. And I have just told my boyfriend to set off to come and pick me up because I am a true passenger princess. I've realised I am the passenger in every single situation. There is not one situation where I am the main driver. My sister is always the driver. I'm never, even though I'm the one that's passed my driver's test. Like when we were doing the electric scooters, it was her that was the driver. It was never, ever me. And that's just the way it always has to be. Final one. Tips on learning to say no to people. I hope you have a lovely Christmas. I hope you have a lovely Christmas too. Hmm. I think I've stopped responding straight away to requests of things to do for people. Because my instant reaction is yes. I will always say yes. And then I'll really regret saying yes. So I think my biggest tip on saying no to people is just giving yourself time to pause and work out whether or not you actually want to do that. Because I think that's one of the biggest, like the hardest things is that you feel like you don't give yourself time to work it out and then you end up making the wrong decision and then you have that sicky feeling because you feel like you've made the wrong decision and it's not really what you want to do. So my biggest tip for saying no to people is just like giving yourself time to work out what you're actually wanting to do, realising you don't have to react straight away. And then after that, if you still find saying no to people really hard, realise that sometimes you do have to do things you don't want to do and but that doesn't mean you don't have to do everything do you know like sometimes you are going to do things that you don't necessarily find really really fun and that's part of life like you have to sometimes do things for other people but not all the time and sometimes you do need to put boundaries in place because some people will just take advantage of you you do need to make sure you have some things in place that make sure that you're also happy too that make your environment good And so giving yourself time to work out what you want to do and really checking in with yourself and asking yourself, do I actually want to do this? Do I have the brain space for this? Do I have the bandwidth to take this on? Is this going to push me over? I think is really important because for people pleasers, you're constantly wanting someone to gain, that you're constantly wanting to gain someone's approval. And that can make it really tricky saying no, because you think that means they're going to like you less. But you've got to realise the people that truly love you are going to love you just the same whether you say yes or no, it bears no effect on their opinion of you. And I think that's really important to remember. But anyway, on to the new things I've done this week. So on to the new things I've done this week. One of the biggest new things is I finally worked out how to dry my fringe and it's only taken me two years. I mean, three years. Three and a half years. It's taken me three and a half years. Do you want to know the key to it? You need a big barrel brush. I'm not talking a little one. I'm talking a big one. A big barrel brush. And you get the side of your fringe that's like... So you get like the right-hand side and you pull it over. You pull it diagonally across your face with the hairdryer. Pull it down. Beautiful. Looks incredible. You do the same with the other side. Pull it diagonally. Pull the hair. Don't just curl it around. Pull it. You do the same with the front part. You get it around the big barrel brush and then you pull it down and that's it. That's it. That's how you get the perfect fringe. I have watched my hairdresser do this every single time and every single time I've tried to redo it. And this time I just went and bought the thing that she actually uses, which was the big barrel brush. And it's been life changing and I would definitely, definitely recommend. Other new things I've done this week. Ah, I can't lie. I haven't really watched anything. I'm going to watch Saltburn tonight. Do you know Saltburn's like a place really near me? It's a town. Like, I don't know why they've chosen that name. I'm really curious if it's anything to do with that town. Um... But I'm going to watch that tonight because I've seen so many people talking about it. And it's on Prime. And I didn't realise, I was going to go see it at the cinema. But it's literally on Prime tonight. So I'm going to watch that. Other new things I've been doing. I've watched so many Christmas films and I've eaten so much chocolate because I have my advent calendar here. And 
mum obviously filled that from day one and I have not touched a soul and I arrived on the 20th so there is a solid amount of chocolate for me to get through it's been beautiful guys I am loving being home I saw these clouds yesterday which were like like loads of different colors they were like rainbow clouds and I've never seen that before so that was exciting also also new things I've done you know for the chrome nail trend that everyone's doing I cannot afford to pay for everyone to do that for me anymore like that's not happening and so instead I bought the chrome nail kits from um Primark would definitely recommend guys it looks great I don't really like what I've done because it's gone for pink chrome and I just think actually it looks a bit it looks a bit eh. like the gold would have looked better and I need to change it I needed silver chrome that's what I needed but no one had it and I was really sad about it and I just didn't think to wait because that was not going to be an option so I've just done one hand which is a bit rogue and I do now need to do the other hand but I was just biting my nails and I don't know why I'm not a nail biter since I was a kid and so that's been a little new addition but I'm going to my boyfriend's family house we're gonna go have dinner I think I am slightly late so I really really need to go but other final new thing small pleasures still going great would definitely recommend I'm also really through Harry Potter I'm now Order of the Phoenix, which is not as good as Goblet of Fire. I'm going down in the world, really quite disappointed. I've got half of the episode... episode. <laughs> it's a two-hour-long film. I've got half of that left to watch, and then I'm on to Half-Blood Prince. I think just now we're just revving up for the Deathly Hallows because we all know that that is the best one of all time. I also watched Home Alone 2. I don't know if I've actually watched Home Alone 1. I know, I think I have. Apparently Home Alone 3 and 4 are really bad though, because it's a different cast and I didn't realise that. Also, film you should watch, Cheaper by the Dozen. It's an iconic film. It's a classic. It is one of my personal favourites and no one will watch it with me. And so I'm going to have to watch it alone which is a bit sad, to be honest, because I feel like it's one you should watch with someone. But anyway, I love you. Thank you for listening. And make sure you're following me on Instagram and on TikTok at you've got mail underscore pod. I am so close to 70,000 followers and I'm so excited. And I really hope I get there by Christmas, but we shall see. Maybe it'll be a Christmas miracle. I love you and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.